Welcome to Walker of Worlds podcast. My name's Rachel and this is a podcast where we step behind the veil to take a look at some long lost and little known spooky stories and urban legends. We're going to preface this story with a warning for death. If you're not comfortable talking about or listening to the subject, please feel free to leave now. Manchester in the northwest of the UK is famous for many things. Many bands have emerged from the city including Oasis, Joy Division, The Smiths, Simply Red and Take That. As well as live music, the city is also famous for its club life and was home to the Hacienda, a club known for fostering the UK's acid house and rave scene. In recent years, Manchester has seen a resurgence in its popularity. Media companies have made the move from London up to the city and building work is constantly happening, with cranes and buildings going up every week. The grimy northern city that some may remember is fast fading to be replaced by what some observers are calling the Northern Powerhouse. However, above the shiny new veneer that Manchester is portraying is a dark side that has fueled an urban legend that would make most people's blood run cold. Nestled between the soaring buildings is a network of canals that crisscross the city. The main waterway is the Manchester Ship Canal. Built between 1887 and 1894, this 36-mile long canal cuts east to west through the heart of the city, connecting the port of Manchester to the terminal docks in Salford. In its heyday, the canal carried up to 18 million tonnes of freight every year. However, as shipping habits changed, so did the use of the canal, and modern-day ships are too large to use it. These days, the canal is more likely to be used by pleasure cruisers, ferries and narrowboats. Yet this canal also has a dark side. Many parts of the canal remain in their original state with towpaths running alongside the water's edge. There is little to no protection with only bollards dotting the path. There is no lighting and in those shadows, little to no CCTV. Since 2008, when people started to notice a pattern, 90 people have drowned in the canal, nearly all of them in and around the city centre with a primary focus on Manchester's gay village. Over three quarters of the bodies recovered from Manchester's canals have been male. Welcome to the deadly tale of the Manchester Pusher. New Year's Eve 2012, a time for parties, drinking, fun and frolicking. Sovic Powers, a 19-year-old university student, enjoying his newfound freedom within Manchester city limits. Like many teenagers who were away from home for the first time, he was soaking it all up. The parties, the friends, the nightlife, the fun, the long nights of talking about nothing and the mornings of walking home as the sun rose. According to friends, he started drinking alcohol and experimenting with drugs when he first entered the university. He was spending New Year's Eve at Manchester's famous warehouse party, which at the time was being hosted in Victoria Warehouse in the Old Trafford area of the city. The final confirmed sighting of Sovic was on CCTV at around 11pm on New Year's Eve. A short time later, another camera recorded footage of two people going down an embankment to the canal, and one, believed by the police to be Sovic, appeared to try to climb a fence to the water. A short while later, CCTV showed just one man returning from the canal's embankment. Despite extensive police searches, it was three weeks before Sovic Powell's body was found, just 50 feet from the club in the Bridgewater Canal. A post-mortem examination showed he had no injuries and his cause of death was given as drowning. The person that was seen returning alone has never been identified. 2004 records probably the strangest death in this story. David Plunkett was 21 years old and one month away from finishing his four-year degree. He'd been out for the night with his friend Michael to the Budweiser music event at the Daytona racetrack in Trafford Park. In the early hours of the morning, the phone went and it was David's friend Michael, his mother Anne said. He said he'd lost David and was trying to get in touch with him. He said he and David had lost each other and I just said to close the phone and I tried to call David. It took about three attempts before David answered but he didn't speak. 
The first thing that struck me was the quietness of where David was. It was virtually silent. All I could hear was the sound of him walking, and that was evident from his breathing. And I said, do you know where you are? Are you in Manchester? Do you recognise anything? But I got no response. And then, about seven or eight minutes into the call, there was suddenly this ghastly screaming. I started crying, handed the phone to my husband, Mike, and I made a 999 call. The screaming I heard, Mike continued, made me feel like David had seen something that had terrified him. Then, at 4.30am, Anne said, the phone just went dead. Those screams heard by a greater Manchester police officer operating the call weren't picked up on tape. The recorder had failed to work. The unnamed police officer who dealt with the call described the screams as distressing. She later resigned, telling British tabloid newspaper The Daily Star, The incident still haunts me to this day. With every death I see reported in the news, I become more and more convinced that these are murders and not accidents. Michael's body was recovered three weeks later from the Manchester Ship Canal. His death was ruled as accidental, a verdict that his family have never fully accepted. December 17th, 2010, just a few days before Christmas. Snow-coated Manchester as festivities took the city by storm. There were parties to be had, friends to meet up with and gifts to be exchanged. The shops were busy and the streets were strung with lights. In a little over a week, friends and families would be getting together to celebrate Christmas. Except for one family. Their world was about to fall apart and Christmas would never be the same again. Nathan Tomlinson was 21 years old and was from nearby Stockport. He was studying to be a sports teacher and had been in Manchester for a Christmas party with friends. He was making his way back to Stockport when it's believed that he became lost. The last place that he was seen exiting was the Mitra Bar in the Cathedral Gardens before he jumped over one of the cathedral's walls and made his way along Clough Street. Nathan was last seen walking over the footbridge of the River Irwell at Linen Court. Nathan went missing on December 17th. His body wasn't recovered until February the following year. His family believed that his death was suspicious as, when his body was finally found, his coat, phone, passport and wallet were all missing. In 2018, something strange happened when a victim, who declined to be named, had a run-in with the rumoured pusher. The unnamed victim was cycling along the Bridgewater Canal close to the Old Trafford football stadium when he was thrown into the water and then held down as he tried to save himself. By some insane stroke of luck, the victim was able to get himself free despite his legs becoming tangled in his bicycle while he was below the water. The victim said that he was lucky to be alive after being pushed into the canal by a complete psychopath. Greater Manchester Police said the suspect was a white male aged between 20 and 40, but also said that there was no evidence to link the attack on the victim with any of the other events. At least a quarter of Manchester's canal deaths have been classified as unexplained, meaning that there were no obvious cause for the person falling into the canal, such as drugs, alcohol, or a desire to want to live themselves. There's a big question hanging over Manchester. Just exactly what is happening in and around their canals. Deaths are still occurring despite more awareness of the unprotected towpaths. Birmingham, a central UK city with just as many canals as Manchester, has half the number of deaths. As with Manchester, many of Birmingham's canals run through areas that have been regenerated into entertainment hubs. And then there's Amsterdam, a favourite party destination of the British despite the efforts of the Dutch to keep them away. Amsterdam has over double the amount of canals that Manchester has and yet only has a fraction of the number of deaths. So what is going on in Manchester? Is there a serial killer who spent the best part of 20 years pushing people into canals? Or is it just a combination of alcohol and unlit towpaths? One theory is that a number of people have taken on the guise of the Manchester pusher. 
This urban legend has been rattling around the city for nearly two decades, and in order to keep it alive, some sadistic people may be self-perpetuating the story by pushing people into the water and in some cases holding them down until they drown. Other people believe that there is a single person who is behind the deaths, someone who knows the many blind spots beneath the bridges where CCTV will never see what they're doing. The UK has one of the highest percentages of closed circuit television cameras in the world, so for none of these people to have been fully caught on camera is scary. If the story of the pusher is true, then the person behind the persona will know exactly where to stand in order for their face and their actions to not be seen. And then there's the theory that they're just accidental deaths. Many of them have occurred during the winter months, especially around Christmas. People's inhibitions are down and their drinking habits are up. Alcohol can give a false sense of security, making a person feel invincible and, in colder weather, warmer than they actually are. While the canals are shallow enough for a person to stand up in, the shock of an alcohol-filled body hitting freezing water may be too much for the person to take, causing them to very quickly fall into shock and drown. Because women are more conditioned to travel home in groups or via public transport and taxis could account for why many of the bodies are male. Whether or not there is a serial killer roaming the towpaths of Manchester's canals, the story itself has raised awareness of just how dangerous even a shallow amount of water can be, especially if alcohol or drugs are involved. If you find yourself in Manchester and walking alongside the canals, just keep your wits about you and maybe stick to the areas that are lit. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time... Stay strange.